Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Everybody and welcome back to your favorite GI Joe podcast show. We're starting. This is happening. We cannot. We cannot lose our momentum now. This is knowing us half the podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ibolito, and we are talking about GI Joe again. So Chan did not get his wish this week. We actually have a we have a two parter. We're in the land of two parters right now. Uh, I don't know if these are just easier to produce. What the reason for Deke? Uh, going straight into two parters for like half of season two is, but this is the sludge factor part one. And it was an episode. I, I bet you they only paid uh, one script fee for these two parters. And that's why they're doing it. Cause clearly the number of times they did it. Absolutely. It's, it's a cost cutting measure. And I'm trying to figure out like where specifically that money's going. That's well, specifically, it. I mean, I guess if you're hiring on the actors and everything, like you kind of have it all. You can do both episodes and maybe the same time it took to do one. I'm just guessing. I don't know. I know Deke, everybody talk I, faster. Yeah, I know Deke likes to save money and be cheap. And I also know that there's a lot of two parters in part two. So we're just we're just trying to put this together <laughs> like normal people. I Gina, did, I, did you say I your name? Call it. Yes, I did. Okay. I like <laughs> to call it the sister sledge factor interesting because because when i saw it i thought it said sledge factor oh okay Uh, i saw sludge factory uh the fantastic third track fourth track off of uh the uh uh, eponymous allison chains cd the last uh, album like a deep cut with uh lane staley on it weirdly enough based on these episodes of gi joe oh wow super weird it's a yeah. lasting, a lasting effect on all social aspects of society. There was so. that lyric, uh, "Why does Flint sound like a fucking weirdo?" Which at the time didn't make sense. <laughs> but now it's very clear. Again, it said, "Where's Ratner?" About. It just kept saying, "Where's Ratner?" over and over again, and I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't make sense of it until now. Oh my goodness! Okay, well, we're gonna open with a cold opening. We're gonna launch right into it because what the heck? Uh, we got Eco Warriors. So apparently, this is an offshoot of GI Joe. The Eco Warriors, and so they're like a Joe team, but they're not—they're not really Joes. I'm a little confused. This is like the uh, the Blackwater. <laughs> they're not really military, but they used to be military, and now they're Eco Warriors, and they're led I'm, by Fake Flint. I assumed it was one of those uh, offshoot groups, like like uh, uh, the Dreadnoughts. Like they were, okay, yeah. They're they're part of Cobra. They're part of Cobra. You know. 
I mean, basically, I mean, they were hired. Well, they were mercenaries, but they were hired on enough that you could consider them part of Cobra. It's they not like GI Joe was hiring the Dreadnoughts. No, no, no. It's like when I worked at Yahoo. Technically, I was freelance. In in reality, I only worked for them. They just didn't pay me benefits. Yeah, that's welcome to contractor life. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's call let's call them what they are. Mercenary is too cool a name. Like a little kid wants to be a mercenary. If you say like uh, you're uh, a contractor, which means you don't get to eat the cool snacks that uh, the rest of the company does, eh, a little less cool. I'll be Wait, honest. I'm going to so, start recalling so myself there. a video game mercenary. They're there to just protect. I thought they were just interested in in seeing history be made. I mean, they're eco warriors, so they're protecting the environment. No, like, I mean, like, I mean, like the fake, the f- fake Flint. The reason that he's at this, it's a, it's the opening of a plant, right? Is that what it is? Uh, a, like a tour, yeah. Oh, I, I thought it was like a big, like press event, like, hey. You know, I'm Bill Gates yeah. and w- Bill Gates with his poop water or something like, oh, I'm going to transform this trash into great soil for plants. Yeah, yeah, I got the same impression you did, Gina. I absolutely feel like it was some sort of an event that they were at. And I also got the impression that Flint is like the leader of the eco warriors. Like he left G.I. Joe to join them or they're Wait, related. When, did they, when was this even stated? Because I missed this at their eco warriors. Uh, it was like one uh, of the first lines of the episode, probably oh, while you were God. still getting your hot chocolate ready. Oh, I yeah. wish. It's like 90 degrees in California today. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. By the way, the first thing, but the first thing that I did see is that the guy who owns the company who I just called Suit Guy, he he's evil right off the bat. Because oh. they give him they give him an evil voice. Yeah. Yeah. So well, like if all, you don't yeah. you don't want People, if you don't want to like tip your hat that he's evil, don't give him an evil voice. But they give him a very like, ooh, welcome. And I was like, oh, that guy's evil. Yes, he had a uh, a very terrible voice. I mean, the fact that he's out there, t- say his big claim is, I'm going to turn toxic waste into fertilizer. And my first thought is like, even on GI Joe, no, you're not. <laughs> well, yeah, here's my problem. Like is, nonsense. Is uh, they're putting a hat on a hat here, like. It turns out this guy is bad and he becomes bad. Like it, but this thing happens, and it would make more sense if he were good, and that made him evil. Uh, but they decided to make him bad already. So, like, then the whole what's the whole point of him becoming bader? Well, then he becomes Cobra bad. He's just regular he's corporate already, bad to start. Now he's Cobra bad. Yeah, no, this I, thing I, that he's doing is already Cobra bad. Oh, okay. But yeah, I, like I, I agree that I didn't like the fact. Like, here's the thing. Let's compare this to Batman, for instance. If this was okay, a Batman right. the animated series, he would have actually started out as a good guy trying to help the world. Because yes. that's because that's how they start out, and that's what makes them interesting. But when you start out with a guy that's already evil and is already like, "Ha ha, I'm gonna fuck the whole world because I don't really care about the environment," you're gonna spend money for my crappy soil that actually kills plants. Then it's like, oh, you didn't really have. You only had to take a half step before you got more evil. But if he was actually like a philanthropist, if he actually was like a Bill Gates type, saying, "I want to make clean drinking water for everybody." And then all of a sudden, oh, you mean get- that fascist Bill Gates? Get your <laughs> vaccine, 
a, a co- chip out of my bloodstream, Bill. Or like a Mr. Freeze type or someone whose who's goal is, or, you know, who's the guy that regrows limbs in Spider-Man, the guy that was like, I want to help uh, amputees and Dr. stuff. Dr. Kurt Connors, a.k.a. the lizard. Yeah. So like if he if he actually started out and was like, oh, my God, I have a I have this thing that's going to help the whole world. And then he got horribly disfigured and probably a little bit like mentally destroyed in that waste and then came out and had a moment where he was like, oh, I guess I will say that, you know, the Joker before he gets thrown into the vat of acid is a criminal. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, in all yeah, telling but- he is a criminal beforehand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he and then he gets mutated and he just becomes more evil. So, you know, I guess I'm not going to knock it. Uh, it it just it felt real wrong because the thing he was doing was already um like a world-class criminal. So, you didn't add anything to you didn't make him any worse other than like give him bad breath. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, that transformation based on the, the story that they're telling is really supposed to happen at the, either the end of Act 1 or beginning of Act 2. They had two episodes to do it. Why That's what I'm saying. T- so the fact that they did it in the first minute and a half... Uh, tells you that it's just it's just in the wrong place in the episode if that's the story you're trying to tell. Obviously, they just wanted it to be, we want to make sure you don't like this guy to start so you don't feel bad for him right off the bat, and then we're going to show you what a monster he is afterwards. Uh, again, it's playing down to your audience and, you know, yeah. not necessarily in favor of that. But also, again, like, you you could make him evil, but give him a nice guy voice. Because, like, because there are certain things, like, kids know villain voices because no one, it's not like on the Smurfs, like, you know, they gave Gargamel a creepy, like, pedophile man voice. And they gave all the Smurfs, like, happy, friendly people voices. And sure, this guy yeah. starts out with a with a you know like he's like oh I totally have this thing that's gonna be good for the world. And this you're like, cold I don't open, believe you. This cold open could have been uh, GI Joe bust again. Like we're gonna uh, um, take out your horrible plan. It was like ah ha ha! Don't you oh you figured out my plan to turn fertilizer uh, to turn plants into explosions? Ha ha ha! And then he falls into that and like oh no. Also, that, what is this? Totally what is sense. this plan actually? Like, why? Why is he making? Pl- did did he not intend to? Was he just making a cheap fertilizer, and it turned out that it was very explosive? Um, I'm confused. I feel like I could answer this question. So, yeah. what's happening here is <laughs> is uh, Doctor Claw is he's the owner of this pharmaceutical. Uh, you know, uh, company or whatever, and he ha- he's he's pitching the idea. This is his big reveal that he has a formula that transfers toxic waste. Which remember, this is early '90s, and environmental causes were just starting to kind of become a thing, a uh-huh. big thing at least. And toxic waste was seen as a huge problem, even if it wasn't. Uh, toxic waste. Uh, we're going to turn it into fertilizer, which is something we can use to grow food and help people around the world. Okay, we know he's lying. Cobra doesn't know he's lying, and Cobra has this big plan to control the world's food supply. Spoiler alert, that's where we're going. And so Cobra sends a bat with a bomb. I know this because there's a voice line that says, hey, it's a bat with the bomb to <laughs> blow up something. I'm assuming like blow up the factory and, and then prevent you know this, this boon to mankind from happening. Cool, except that the, the bad guy uh, drops into the, the vat and, and becomes a batter guy. 
And the bad guy who's also the like owner of the plant who invented this supposedly revolutionary soil or whatever correct. it is. The guy who would become cesspool. Why should we let you end world hunger when Cobra can make a fortune from creating more of it? So that's Cobra Commander's thing is that, uh, yeah, he, this dude is getting away, getting in the way of their future plan. Right. Yeah. And so he, he, he raises his claw arm up. Uh, Cobra Commander, you know, they do it. Oh, they do the gag with the mask that I enjoy so much where Cobra Commander is in the crowd is like a regular looking dude. And then he pulls the he pulls the quote unquote mask off to reveal the Cobra Commander hood underneath the perfectly functional face. Yeah, which is yep. just it's, it's it's one of my favorite bits. They did it in Sunbow. They're doing it here. Look, I'm not I, you know, Deke does a lot of things wrong, but bringing that back that bit is not one of them. <laughs> There's also a mask over a full on helmet, too. Which Correct. is, yeah. but, but the mask face is, is you can see the mouth moving. It doesn't, it doesn't look loose at all. It <laughs> is correct. <laughs> Everything functions correctly. Uh, yes, it's a great bit and I will never hear, uh, I will never hear otherwise. Uh, that takes us out of the cold open. Like, there we go. So we, we find out that the, the cesspool guy is a monster and here we go. So now we cut to, and this is just amazing right now. So now we cut to the factory has been completely destroyed. And G.I. Joe is there with toxic detectors. And this is, as we find out, months later. Like, this, this is, is basically a Chernobyl event. Yeah, I was going to say, I've never seen Chernobyl, but I assume this is how it starts. Oof. Uh, yeah. It does start exactly like this with a <laughs> uh, guy in a hood wearing a mask uh, sending out androids to blow up Chernobyl. It's, no, that holds uh, up. Yeah, that's how I would figure it. Yeah. Also, though, you did... Okay, I would say that you should go watch Chernobyl because it is an amazing piece of art. However, it is um, like when I used to have to get up at three in the morning to go work at Starbucks. And um, so I was listening. I listened to uh, audiobooks on the way because I had to walk to Starbucks. I had to walk like a mile and a half or something to get to work. And I decided to start listening to The Road by Cormac McCarthy. Oh boy. That's uh-huh, not uh-huh. that is absolutely not a thing you should do when you're already real bummed about having to walk to work <laughs> at three in the morning. Really? Similarly, the shit show that we live in right now, do not watch Chernobyl right now or you it, it will destroy your I can't the reason I have not watched it is because someone confirmed it has not great animal stuff in it, and you guys know me, I can't watch anything with animal stuff, and people said, Well, you can skip one of the episodes, but also you know me and I'm a completist, so mm-hmm. I can just never watch Chernobyl. I've heard it's wonderful. Yeah, uh, it's really good. I will never uh, watch it. There is a, it's, and that's okay. They, they were correct. It's pretty <laughs> bad. It, yeah, the, the animal bit's pretty bad. Yeah, I don't care about humans being. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't care about humans at all. But if an animal is even sl- in slight discomfort, and I've heard it's much worse than that. So, so Gina, are you a fan of the website? Uh, Can you pet the dog? Dot com. That uh, is a video game website that reviews all the video games that come out purely based on whether or not you can pet the dogs. Oh, in the yes. Game. Yes. I have seen that. I enjoy it. There it is. <laughs> just just total side note. So G.I. Joe's there in the vat uh, where the, the guy fell in and they find his gold watch still in there all messed up. And that's cool. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's great. weird that he uh, notices notice that that dude had a watch on like. Yeah, like he was he was going to rob him. Yeah, is he just going around looking like that's a nice watch? Oh, look at that one! How fancy. Yeah. yeah, remembering the jewelry a man was wearing you barely know months later after he died is kind of a weird poll. By the <laughs> way, the we didn't we didn't talk about this, but when the villain goes into the vat, they full on do a 
do a Joker style hand, uh, you know, hand slowly going down. You might also call it a Terminator, although he doesn't give it a thumbs up. But he he does have a hand that's sort of like reaching at the very last second, which is exactly what they did in the first Batman movie with the Joker. Yep, and it reveals like a clawed purple hand, like not a human hand. So you know something messed up happened. Um, uh, did it reveal a, a clawed purple hand? Yes, it did. Oh, spoiler alert. Um, and, and then <laughs> and then now, by the way, this this is when they call Flint Flint. Yep, and, <laughs> and I do, and I disregarded it because I, I said I must have heard it wrong. That's clearly not Flint. I, I just wrote, wait, wait, what? Because, uh, yeah, it, there was no indication. He doesn't have a beret. He's not the Flint that we know. His voice doesn't sound right. Talk about popcorn. It's like they drew close. a whole new character with none, no flintiness. And then they, at the end of it, were like, eh, let's just make, make him Flint, maybe. I don't know. It shouldn't surprise you. Look, they did that with the character of Mercer, who in the Sun in the Deke era, he looks nothing like he looked in GI Joe the movie. Lieutenant Falcon, the same way. It's not like they're gonna, Deke is going to pay Don Johnson to come and record in their studios. So they're just going to take the names of characters, reimagine them, and I just hate call it. it good. It's I not, hate it's it. Not just fun. make a new. Just make a new character. Like he right. looks like a completely new character. He sounds like a completely new character. Just call him Clint. Clint, I would have been happy with Clint. Now, remember, remember the review I read uh, right at the beginning of season two. And I said, guys, here's the things we have to look forward to. Uh, one was cold opens. Pretty much getting that every time. Uh-huh. Two was returning characters, except they're done wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're hitting a thousand for that as well. Yeah. Real, glad I could look forward to that. Well, so one of my favorite bits is here. So they find out the fertilizer is actually poison. It was never actually good. And it turns out it blows up the corn that they put it on. And it like literally blows them up. Cut to them. Now, I'm sorry. Now we're months later. Cut to the two people, Flint and uh, Clean Sweep, I believe. Uh, and and cut to them laughing at themselves. And, they, and then they go, ha, ha, ha. Remember when that happened months ago? Yeah. Hey, did you ever finish those tests? Like, remember when just... we got when remember when some corn exploded and we got startled? That was a good time. <laughs> like, why are they watching this video? And, yeah. Anyway, whatever whatever happened with that investigation we were doing? I mean, it's been six months. <laughs> Flint, uh... you're the leader of this base. This is now when you follow up on this. Oh, and also, and this is the part I would love to hear, Chan, is uh, uh, uh the really technical, the way they really technically get into uh, the following up on what the uh, toxic waste fertilizer was all about. Did you ever complete your analysis of that stuff? Yeah, I did. It's really bad stuff. So it was really, technically speaking, it was just really bad stuff. I'm glad you looked into it and were able to come up with that scientific discovery, bad stuff. These are top-notch scientists. These are <laughs> top at the top of the game. They're eco-warriors. Men. They are very good at warring the eco uh not so much at uh, sciencing the war. Or to be something. fair, they're not called eco sciencers. They're called eco warriors. That's true. That's true. We have that. Uh, now we get attacked. The base gets attacked by not Cobra, and they use this weird toxic waste stuff, and they start melting all the doors and melting the windows. Wait, and- so the eco are the eco warriors? Do they have anything to do with GI Joe? I mean, they- yes, that's what we're trying yeah. to figure out. I, I it's think like so. that ninja force. The Ninja Force part of G.I. Joe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes okay. sense. 
look, I feel like eco warriors is really close to eco terrorists, and this was like oh, a, yeah. at a time when uh, people were this like, was... "Oh, people are starting to care about the environment. This is a thing we should work in." Yeah, this was before um, uh, the right started to like make eco terrorism a quote unquote problem. Uh-huh. No one really thought of them, you know, like Greenpeace or like some dudes who, you know, like uh, uh, tried to save the whales, but like, nope, there was nobody blowing, you know, factories up and stuff in the name of whatever or. Uh, yeah, that's uh, what that whole episode of South Park is about. Thank you. Wh- the Whale Wars episode of South Park, <laughs> which I used to transcribe for Whale Wars. It was a terrible show to transcribe for because the audio was on a ship with uh creakiness and water and while people are freezing their asses off and all have weird thick swedish accents uh not fun to transcribe for sounds like a dream what are you talking about um so i just also, I guess it was part- horrendously boring oh i bet um the part that really kills me though is when he says hmm smells like toxic waste in here how often are you spending time around toxic waste openly that you know the specific odor of, and also, how do you not have cancer? I guess is my next They're question. Eco warriors, Ray. They war for eco. Okay. No, and, that, that answers it for me. Thank you. And yeah, they, they can't get cancer. They're like sharks. Okay. I mean, they, uh, you they, know they, have, they have suits on. That's what the suits are on for. Sure. Not wearing uh, hats or helmets, you know. Just, just, you know <laughs> you put can't that get out cancer there. in your face. It's going to be a few more years. It's going to be a few more years before they get the cans. <laughs> the cans? Yes. Is that, is that what anybody is calling it these days? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the cool new way kids are calling it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to have that call. Hey, guys, got the cans. <laughs> Bust out the party balloons. I'm finally cool. Hey. <laughs> oh, my God. It is your birthday today, too. So it is. You, you'll have leftover this. party balloons. Uh, there, there was no party today, everybody. Oh, Believe it or not. So sad. People Casey didn't wear masks, so Ray didn't get a party. Thanks, everybody. Oh. <laughs> I, I, Chan, has your birthday happened in quarantine yet? Uh, no. That was oh, back so Ray and I have both had quarantine birthdays, but you have not. Yeah, I'm really hoping that... Uh, uh, I'm hoping this... you do. You know what? I'm hoping you do, Chan. <laughs> I'm hoping this lasts through February, and you have one, so that way you could feel our pain. Wow. Wow. I have been uh, not having parties for a while now, I think. Yeah. Uh, Once you hit a certain specific uh, date, you really stop celebrating. False. False. (laughs) Gina, you're not at that date yet? Let me know when you get there. (laughs) You'll know when you get there. I will Uh, never not celebrate. I just just want uh, my kid to have a birthday. So, like, uh, thank you. Ah, He doesn't know. He doesn't know what's going on. You could tell him that, like, you could tell him you today's could, his birthday. It's yeah, fine. exactly, exactly. He doesn't know. I need an excuse to drink, and <laughs> a birthday party for a child is one of those times. See, Chan, that's your first problem. You need an excuse. I'm You're in quarantine. Genteel, that's your I'm, excuse. Look at me. I am a man of comportment. <laughs> I'm a gentle fellow now. Oh. I don't just go drinking like I used to. Huh? I'm standards. I'll leave that there. Okay, so Cobra then uh, uses a giant, well-oversized uh, Cobra submarine that is roughly the size of the entire uh, county of Los Angeles. It yeah, is... this is a pretty dope submarine. It's got a tip that opens. Mm, that actually made me very uncomfortable. 
and just to let out Cobra Commander. Yeah, just to let out one of those. I love those flying helicopter things. I'm going to say that's one thing Deke did right. Uh, trouble bubbles are rad, but I, I, I feel like the, they're impractical, believe it or not. I feel like these flying and helicopter these things could work. These they, could work. I feel like these could work. Kickstart it. No, hush. This, this, these things are absurd in a bad way. Trouble oh, bubbles like were were bad, and these are in order of magnitude worse. Okay, well, they seem more realistic to me, so I would... Look, if you have a WeFunder, I'm going to do it. I will get on there, because I want one of these. Make me a personal helicopter. Thank you very much. Uh, so they still... While they're stealing is giant tankers full of grain and, uh, uh, you know, and, and tomatoes and stuff. So it's like... Yeah, okay, this I, is a real slow plan, by the way. Like, if, if yeah. someone's like, oh, I want to I want to usher in world hunger, and you're you're targeting like individual produce salesmen, that's, that's not really point. that efficient. They're yeah. taking it out like one truckload at a time. They're, I guess we're being led to believe that all the grain in the world was on that one tanker, so there should already be famine, near as I could tell. Wherever yeah. that tanker is coming from, that's where yeah, the famine this is. This is, not, this, is not the way to, this is not the way to do it. Yeah, and this look, is a bad use of resources. You can you can steal all the food you want and ransom it back, but the people who have the money, their food will never be touched. Correct. Wait, like are, is not, that what they're planning? They're planning to ransom it back? Yes. His, his, yeah, his plan is to open a bunch of stores. Um, <laughs> Cobra-themed grocery stores. Yes. <laughs> For, he also says that they're going to be even cheaper than convenience stores. I'm like, what, how is that going to – convenience stores are not cheap. Okay. Not <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like this is – I feel like this isn't a great plan all around. And I also feel like how long are they going to store this produce for that no, – like I'm no. buying produce that's going bad in three days. So they're stealing – they're trying to steal enough produce and then keep it until everyone is desperate. Yes, and then sell it back to them. That's at least a two-week plan. Those tomatoes are going to get smelly. That's the thing is, I think about the. uh, So I just put this together in my head. But you think about like, because they rob like a a truck full of tomatoes, right? And they use two giant like Cobra helicopters to hoist it up in the air off the back of the truck. Not sure that's possible. And they fly away, and I'm like, what the street cost of those tomatoes is probably less than the jet fuel it costs (laughs) to run those helicopters. Yeah. 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 That's true. Wouldn't it be easier for this plan to just blow it up? Yeah. Just get rid of it. Yeah. I don't know. It just, I don't know. So, okay. So they, they're stealing all these trucks and a character named Major Altitude, great name, uh, is using his glider bit. And Gina, you you were excited about his excitement about gliders. I don't, I wouldn't say excited. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would say all of a sudden there was a very clear cut commercial in the middle of my cartoon. <laughs> for G.I. Joe? What? I mean, here they didn't even try to hide it, though. They didn't. Shane, can you play the clip? I love flying my battlecopter, but a day like this was tailor-made for air commando gliders. Cobra attack choppers. Usually they try and hide it a little bit better. And this one, yeah. they might as well have said at the end of it. So kids, go out and buy it today. Back to buy the show. Well, yeah. Also, though, this th- th- these eco-warriors are just there to sell a brand new line of toys. So like this entire episode is just wall to wall. Go buy this shit. Is yeah. 
Well, okay, so Major Altitude ends up getting run through by one of these helicopters, uh, so that maybe not the best ad then. Uh, he falls through the air again, doesn't drop a parachute, instead lands in a truck, uh, 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 one of the vegetable troughs yeah, that's being what hoisted happened through to the, the air. parachutes in this friggin' series? Real All weird. Sudden, everybody's just, like, flying and landing wherever. Yeah. What, what, what was the uh, the rock and roll episode? Yep, they he fell off the building. He a skylight instead of, so, yeah, you sh- if you're in a, a, a friggin' Inspector Gadget copter, expect <laughs> that it's going to fail and that you're going to have to bail. Yeah, I, it's crazy to me. Uh, so he ends up getting saved by a drone, which is another vehicle they're trying to hoist, uh, which is fine. So, uh, GI, we cut back to uh, Flint and Hold Clean on, Sweep though, and take drone, a prisoner. Yes. That, that's not even a drone so much as a remote control missile. Yeah, that was weird, too. Yeah, he's like, don't get comfortable on that drone. It's a missile. What the F? I don't know. It's fine. We're cutting forward. G.I. Joe prisoners, Flint and Clean Sweep. Uh, they complain about things smelling bad. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. Uh, we forget a reveal of the monster hand uh, by Cesspool, who hasn't been named yet, but that's his name. It's the scientist guy. So the monster hand at the very beginning of the episode, we now see it again as he extends a hand on camera and you see it's the same purple clawed hand. We have a connection. Thank you. So <laughs> nothing to add. Okay, that's fine. Nothing. Because uh, we're going to get to the sure, end. I wasn't sure if we were pausing for a sound clip. No, you know what? I'm going to put a commercial there just to say fuck <laughs> everybody. Uh, Okay, so uh, Flint ends up getting taken in, uh, a clean, uh, put in prison. Clean Sweep, they want to, like, torture, show things to, you know. Uh, they end up putting Clean Sweep in a car, and they say, drive this car around, and we're going to shoot the toxic stuff, and that's how we're going to melt you. And Flint ends up quickly escaping from his problem, which was kind of fun. Uh, they re- regroup again, so there's really no peril at all, except now they're driving around being chased by toxic monsters. And um, in the middle of all of this, please, Chan, play this sound clip for me, because Flint, uh, this is a little weird. I have an idea. Pull over by that pile of barrels and take off your belt. So what exactly is he asking for there? Because uh, <laughs> when you're driving in a car and somebody says, drive over there and take off your belt. Look, I'm not trying to say anything about anything, but I just assume they're talking about this event going a certain okay, way. I'm back. Oh, thanks, Gina. Are you <laughs> suggesting that a Joe is going to rape another Joe? I don't I don't know if it's that. I just think like if we're going to die, I'm going out the way I want to. By raping another Joe? I don't think I think it's consensual. I think uh, uh I think it's a little demanding, but I do believe that he's uh, he's giving a, an order to take his pants down. Yes, I do believe I do believe oh. something like that is happening. If he refuses, can he get co- does he get court-martialed? I would assume so. Yes. Uh look, wow. I don't know how the eco warriors run their ranks, but I would believe that that's how it's going and it made me a little uncomfortable in this episode. All right. That, I that too tracks. No, you guys are real chatty Cathy's tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's a chase. Uh, uh, and one of my favorite things that maybe has ever happened to G.I. Joe happens. Flint is in the backseat shooting at the guys chasing them. And he rips out the entire backseat of the car and throws it through the back window. An act that I don't think should be possible, but I'm glad it is. He's all roided up from eco stuff. 
He's he's roided up on eco stuff, and I'm here for it. <laughs> and then the then then the seat explodes. Uh, I believe that's how that yep. works. It's amazing. It's just it's straight Michael Bay. And look, I'm I'm here for the implausible physics. Give them to me. Like, I mean, if you, there's if a lot of stuff exploding in here that should not explode. Like when you once you start with exploding corn and exploding corn. car seat <laughs> is, is pretty. You know, it's a de-heighten. It's a that isn't even, We're going the wrong we've way. We've already done exploding corn, haven't we? Yes, there was the in, episode with the the super grow formula from Destro. Oh yeah, and we did have corn blow. It, it basically blew up, not in the Wait, same way. And what was? Yeah, okay. So there was already, and wasn't that also something about like, uh, yeah? Why was he making giant food? Um, well, Destro had created a, a a thing that emitted some radiation, and the guy had created a fertilizer, and the two got mixed together when he Destro had to stash it at a fair, and he ended up growing these giant things, and he said, it's my fertilizer, but he didn't know Destro's radiation canister was what did it. It's a really good episode, guys. I highly recommend <laughs> oh, you not only watch it, but listen to our episode about it. We had a really good time talking about the airtight episode. Uh, I can't wait until we start re-watching all of G.I. Joe from the beginning again. Doing it. Recycle back to the beginning. Okay, so what happens is they get magnetized in the top of their cars. They're driving away, and they get dropped into a car crusher, which is crushing them. Go to commercial break. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. The Protect America Battle Force 2000 creates the battle vehicles of the future. Nobody beats G.I. Joe's Battle Force 2000. Skysweeper, Eliminator, Vindicator. Nobody beats G.I. Joe's Battle Force 2000. Dominator, Vector, and Marauder. They split and recombine into the awesome Future Fortress. Go, go! Nobody beats G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Battle Force 2000 figures and vehicles sold separately. Collect all six vehicles to form the Future Fortress. Go, go! Now, back to G.I. Joe. We come back, and it turns out the sludge that had been shot at the back of the car uh, melts and destroyed not the car, but the crusher <laughs> while it's touching the car. And so now G.I. Joe is um, is fine. And he says, Flint says, I'm staying and giving up, but you get out of here, clean sweep. You have stuff to do. Uh. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I didn't get to give you that death blow job like I wanted to, but yeah. you're free to leave. Yeah, it, it was supposed to be the hottest moment of his the rest of his life, which was supposed to be very short, but it didn't didn't take mm-hmm. off the way he wanted it to. Cut to G.I. Joe guarding rice. And he says, by the way, if we both survive this, never, bl- never bring that up. <laughs> that never happened. I was talking about pulling down a column of barrels on our enemies and not surprise sex. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, GI Joe's guarding a rice a rice patty. Now. Like Cobra, what are you doing? First off, how why is GI Joe even there? <laughs> Unless this is the only rice patty in the entire world, how do they know of the millions and millions of rice patties? This is the one they're supposed to be at. I don't know. By the way, I, I would if I was in on this, if I was a good guy in on this, protecting this food, I would one thousand percent be stealing myself some food. But just stealing some raw rice off the patties? Like, I'd get some tomatoes. I'd get some rice. I'd be eating eating like a queen every night after I protected this food. Okay. You know what? That holds up. I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Be having some good sandwiches is what you're saying. Exactly. 
So uh, uh, G.I. Joe's guarding. G.I. Joe's really bad at guarding. I've learned that through all of this because they always wait too far outside the area where they're supposed to be guarding. And then when something actually happens, they're very slow to get to where they need to go. And I wouldn't want G.I. Joe Deke era guarding anything ever because the Cobra blows up a levee, not, you know, a little ways down the road from where the rice paddy is. It floods the whole rice paddy. And G.I. Joe's like, well, I guess Cobra's just destroying food, not knowing that Cobra has. Wait for it. Wait for it. Robot underwater sharks. They have robot underwater sharks that harvest the rice underwater. Here we are. Look, I'm just happy that they're not wasting food. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. Oh. I'm on board with whatever plan they have as long as they're not just wasting food. I don't know. I feel like they're wasting a lot of food because these sharks can only get like what? A three foot by three foot square <laughs> cube worth of rice. Uh, that I assume isn't just totally rice. I don't even know how rice works. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. They even they they harvested this rice, which means to uh, like I guess resell it. They would have to process it, so they must have giant processors for that raw rice because it doesn't. It's just it's not like you just uh, send robot sharks to chew rice off the uh, stalk and then it's rice. Yeah. The, the what what none what? of this makes any sense. Are you telling me I've been eating rice wrong this whole time? Yes. If you've that, just been yeah. chewing on the stalks, you're doing. If you've it been wrong. sending your robot sharks to harvest it underwater and I then have. chewing on what you get, I have. Yes, you've been nope. eating, and you also have been washing it uh, probably too. That's that's a big deal. Don't wash your rice, Jesus Christ. Wash your rice, everybody. Yeah, just wash, wash that your rice. rice. You don't need rice. Wash your rice. How are we the ones saying wash your rice and you're the one saying not to? Whoa, I feel you, like that's racist. I feel like that no, is racist. You are, uh, no, hold on a sec. I am saying that because Chan is is the sniffiest eater of the three of us. That is why I am saying that. As soon okay, as I said it, accurate. I'm like, okay, they're going to take that horribly wrong. <laughs> that is on, not how I meant it. I'm talking about word? Chan is, what's that? One of the sniffiest eaters? Yes. Sniffiest. Uh, 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 what's well, uptight? Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's needing higher standards. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I felt like a monster there, and I'm like, no, that's not okay. Thank you. Dear no, Lord. I feel like Ray and I will eat pure garbage, and I Jan eat pizza will. rolls every other day. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Chan Chan puts his nose up when I'm when I tell everyone that I'm just sitting here eating uh, shaved Parmesan cheese. That I mean, that sounds good. Umami. Here's here's the weird thing. I'm the garbage eater in our household. So whoa, just just imagine what that life must be like. I'm just saying you're all snobs in that case. You're all food <laughs> snobs. <laughs> That's fair. So I guess I'm just I'm surprised to hear you say that. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, I thought I was gonna have to end the show right there. <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, uh, Cobra Base is getting attacked now by these uh, sludge, this fourth party, the sludge warriors of Cesspool, and the monster is really, really mad. He's, he has a whole speech here, which I didn't need to hear, but he's basically like, why are you doing this? Why are you attacking? Uh, why are you doing anything? And his response to Flint is like, I hate, I hate beautiful women, and I hate yeah. sunsets, and I, I hate kitty cats. Okay. Yeah, hold on, hold on. 
And then he's revealed to be Dick Cheney. I hate blue skies and clean water. I hate wildflowers and pretty girls. I hate beauty and grace and cleanliness. This is the creed of the incel. How is oh, wow. how does pretty girls fit in there? Yeah, I'm telling you, it's all it's the creed of the incel. Oh boy. I was trying to figure out what other thing that could be because yeah, it's like uh uh environment, 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 women, yeah, uh uh like beauty and truth and love and whatever. It just get real weird and like I I had to think there's pretty something. What sounds like girls is a thing that's like out in the wild. No way. Like, it's totally. No, I th- I'm pretty sure he said, I also hate chads. I'm pretty sure that was the thing that he said. Okay. Fair. I may have missed that. Yeah. And that's probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <sighs> what the <laughs> fuck are we watching? This is a weird episode, guys. I mean, this is part one of two. So part two probably really ramps it up. I'm assuming By the way, a lot of fun stuff. By the way, they reveal him at this point. Yes. He, he meets Cobra commander. Uh, who, who it's, a, it's actually kind of a fun moment where he comes in and he's like, Hey, I'm your partner now. And Cobra commander looks at him and he's like, the fuck you are. But it was kind of great. Ultimately they do pair up and they each think that they're sort of the smart, the smart one. I think. Yeah. Well, uh, cesspool's offering cesspool says, I, 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 I smashed into your Cobra base, right? I used my toxic weapon that you don't have an answer for. And in doing so, I just wanted to get your attention so I can give you this toxic weapon as a gift to show that we are working together. And Cobra Commander rightly is just like, yeah, man, we'll take your weapon. (laughs) Uh, Can we talk about this weapon? It's acid. It's It's acid. acid. How is that an effective weapon? Even those lasers that go pew, pew, pew don't actually do anything and are not even accurate, are still more effective than this uh, launching of goop. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a vomited uh, uh, acid spray that melts metal and I'm is radioactive. Assuming, I'm assuming that the toy shot goop. You have to tell me that the toy, toy shot goop. I will have to look this up. What is the point? For part two, I'm going to look up and see if there was a toy. I don't think there was that I remember at least, but I could be, t- I've been wrong about too many things, so I could be wrong about that too. Why not? Um, it's the yeah, 90s, is- so I, I could definitely see it. Like uh, yeah. the uh, Nickelodeon ushered in just a generation of children who, who worship slime. Yeah. And like now it's a, it's a craft thing, which is bonkers, but like, whatever, man. Center of play, you get your you get yours. You get it. I mean, to be fair, this is also like a little bit after, but only not long after. Uh we got the the Stinkor era where uh He-Man sent out a villain uh toy that smelled really bad. Like that was its gimmick. Stinkor. Oh, I remember like that. Yeah. And he smelled like shit. And well, so you kid- take him out of the package, you're like, oh God, he does smell like shit. And no, now so do I. When your kids love stinky crap, they're like disgusting animals in that way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder how this got past the design phase where it's just like, hey, it's a toy and it smells like shit. Okay. I am That's telling you, you it how it got past the design phase. Everyone knows that kids love stinky shit. Okay, fair. I just it doesn't feel right to me. I what par- par- parents are the ones buying it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because their kids look. I had one. I get asking it. them for it. Uh, I believe my brother and I may may have had one because we had most He Man figures. 
Uh, but I will say, so they they reveal after after this dude makes this big speech about how he hates beauty and things like that. He reveals his face, which pretty much just has like a a, a reddish birthmark on it, and he looks like Dick Cheney. Yeah, and they like, wanted like a two face deal, but that wasn't what they did. Yeah, like the the animators clearly could not deliver on this disgusting face. And they just put like a red birthmark on his face. And it's like, it's supposed to be like, I'm hideous enough to hate all the beauty in the universe now because of my hideous, hideous face. And then it's like, oh, buddy, some concealer would just cover that right up. At this point, you just have to abandon the entire story. Because if you have a cool (laughs) idea of um, of a villain who is disfigured and who has a burning hatred for specifically G.I. Joe and or the eco warriors, you know, you're trying to give them some backstory that like makes this all make sense. And then uh, some executives come in and go like, Oh, he's too nice at the beginning. Make sure he's evil to begin with so that there's no arc to his character. And also uh, when you reveal his horrible disfiguration, just like make it look like a, a, someone went a little crazy with a crayon on his face a little bit. Yeah, like, he, he looks yeah. he looks like one of the members of KISS, the guy with the red lightning bolt on the side of his face. That's what he looks like. Yeah, it was Just it was disappointing. And they the did whole the whole thing. thing where at first it looks like they're not gonna show you his freak face. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh no, it's gonna be like Cobra Commander all over again. And then they do, and you're even more disappointed. And then they do show you his freak face, and it's somehow more disappointing than if you had never seen it. It, disappointing, I think, is the word I would use for a lot of this episode. Uh, regretfully, um, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, look, there's some fun stuff uh, that happens. Like they give us the mask bit. We even get the bad fingernail art or Cobra Commander's gloves. You can clearly see fingernails, and so they just uh, it was somehow was drawn as hands and then colored in as gloves. And they do this oh, a lot God, in Deke because nobody knows what, nobody knows what they're doing uh, uh, over there, or they just don't care. I, I take it back. They probably just don't care. Uh, it's Deke. They don't that nothing matters. Everything's fine. It's they end up having a big old handshake. They make a deal. They both think they're getting over on the other. Uh, and, in, and in certain ways, they are. I mean, uh, uh, it's a bit a mutually beneficial deal. And both of them think that they can outmaneuver the other. We both all know Cobra Commander is going to win that battle of wits. But Cesspool doesn't know that. So I, I give him a shot. Give him a shot. I mean, you don't you don't don't discount the new guy. Yeah, all he, I'm he saying wa- is he was uh, like the CEO of a big company. I, you know what? I take it back. He was with a, uh, with a terrible plan. We're yeah. going yeah, to um, sell cheap fertilizers that make plants explode. So we're not going to get repeat business. We're going to get shut down immediately. But you know, we'll have made I don't know six hundred bucks in the meantime. <laughs> I mean, then, to be fair, he's the CEO of a major company, which means that he was born into money, which also means that he can't fall very hard. So he'll be okay. fine. Yeah. Okay. I'm seeing that now. It also explains why he was able to uh, have his entire company blow up and yet still maintain a private army. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Did he disfigure all these other dudes too? Uh, I think it's just a motif at this point. Okay. Yeah. You know, that would be, uh, that would be messed up if you applied for a job and they were like, we have to disfigure you. Are you still in? Hold on. Oh, we have to, we're going to take this red marker and draw like a little line <laughs> in your face. Now you're hideous. Hideous. Now you hate everything in the world that has any beauty in it. 
<laughs> you just say goodbye, me. pretty girls. <laughs> All the pretty girls in the world. This was uh, arguably the most disappointing episode in two series worth of constant disappointments that just build on each other to create a disappointment pile. It had some fun moments, though. Like, I like that there's another villain in the mix. That's uh, I, I get down with villains. I'm fine with villains, you know. G- give me villains, yeah. Uh, more villains, more exciting villains, new characters I'm fine with, but all of that gets taken off by Bad Flint. So, I don't know. Guys, I don't know about this episode. <laughs> and now we're doing a part two. <laughs> That I, I know even less, even less that I will uh, enjoy it. Um, but that's our show. That's it, guys. That was uh, part one of the Sludge Factor. Yes, we will do part two. God willing. Uh, <laughs> uh, in the meantime, we don't want- though. Yeah. In the, yeah. Next week, we're going to be doing a live show. Live video show. Oh, talk about this. Yeah. This is on uh, Tuesday, uh, August 11th. I'm going to have to be wearing pants. No, no, you're no, not. No. not happy about it. At least I'm going to have to be wearing a shirt, probably not pants, because no one okay. will be able to see it unless I accidentally stand up right into the camera. Here's the thing. We need to get the boys to the show. So tell them you're not going to wear pants and you don't have to show it. They can just imagine it. That's true. I mean, yeah, there is, the record- I am very forgetful. There is a chance I'll just stand right up. <laughs> yeah. If it's warm enough. <laughs> For the record, I won't be wearing pants either. So, oh, you're not getting any butts in seats that way. Cover, mm. cover all the bases. You never know. We need those numbers. <laughs> uh, it's going to be 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at Twitch TV, uh, twitch.tv slash pack theater. It's going to be on the pack theater uh, Twitch channel. Uh, we talk about it every once in a while. And, uh, we're actually going to uh, be doing it. They've been doing comedy seven nights a week, I think, uh, during all of this. So, like, if you, I don't know, want to see comedy on Twitch, do that. and you Yeah, can. that's good. That's how you sell stuff. Really I'm, peter out at the end. I'm on fire. <laughs> and I mean, to be fair, that's, what, that's probably the best uh, plugging you've ever done. So it's... I just want to give you full credit for it. <laughs> I, I've seen uh, you otherwise, and uh, that is impressive. There you go. <laughs> that is very, very impressive. So, guys, uh, there's plenty of places you can find us besides that. Oh, first off, before we do any of that, Chan, I believe we have something else we need to do today. Boom! Theme song throwdown! It's the theme song throwdown! Round two of the second quadrant. This is the sixth matchup in the mighty knowing is half the presents... Knowing it's half the uh, turn. Oh, wow. Okay, it's Chan, gone. We're just, done. What is happening? Broken. Even, I'm scared. I'm frightened. Let's I just go ahead and get to the matchup because that was, look, look, great effort. But I mean, obviously work to be done. I'm not that person. I'm not that guy. You're Ladies not that and gentlemen, guy. <laughs> uh, here is the first entrant in this week's theme song throwdown. Are you ready? It is Thundar the Barbarian. Oh, oh snap. <laughs> Thundar the Barbarian. The year 1994. 
From out of space comes a <laughs> runaway planet, hurtling between the Earth and the yes. Moon, unleashing cosmic destruction. Man's civilization is cast in ruin. 2,000 years later, Earth is reborn. A strange new world rises from the old. A world of savagery, super science, and sorcery. But one man bursts his bonds to fight for justice. With his companions, Ukla the Mock and Princess Ariel, he pits his strength, his courage, and his fabulous sun sword against the forces of evil. He is Thundar, the Barbarian. Boy. Oof. That was a, that was a trip. I'm I'm a big fan of Thunder the Barbarian. Like that's a show that I was not expecting to hold up the huge way it did. And that that theme song, though, I'll be honest, it can be beaten because it's a lot of exposition. It really, yeah. you know, what it sounded like to me was the intro to the game Dragon's Lair. Mm-hmm. That's the vibe I got from it, which means it's eminently beatable. But it's it's you're gonna be fighting some good vibes. That's all I'm saying. I mean, uh, for for my part, like the I. Love the sort of 70s throwback sound. You know, you just got like those strings playing and like the horns. Like, bah, 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 bah. Uh, the narration, uh, again, it, it feels real uh, vintage, almost like we're reading like pulps from the 30s and 40s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like so far back. Of, like it, it's it's sort of kitsch and enjoyable. Um, the thing that really rocked me, though, I'd forgotten the sound of that sun sword man i was like lightsaber oh, yeah mm-hmm. but like a like a i don't know like a grittier lightsaber yeah like it's like you know what i forgot about the whole thing is 1994 that one really got me <laughs> yeah that's the yeah, year baseball yeah. canceled the world series uh because of a player strike and it, 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 when i was younger that felt like ending the world so i mean it counts it counts you realize that you're the Ukla, the mock of this group, right? Uh, sir, I am the Thundar of this group. I am you a mighty barbarian, and everyone agrees. Everyone agrees. I, I am clearly the Thundar everybody. of this group. Yeah. That might this, be true. This checks out. Next up. Oh, well, with Gino, like, what do you think? I, I actually tend to agree with Ray. I, I thought it wasn't the best song. I, I love Thundar, but... But I actually agree with both of you because there was a nice, a nice throwback feel to it beyond just the eighties. Yeah. It felt like, it felt like I was watching a movie about the (laughs) sixties and, and that was sort of the fake cartoon song that they came up with. Uh, But yeah, a, a lot of, lots of exposition to the point where I feel like you once you hear it a second and a third and a fourth time, you're gonna fast forward it. Yeah, uh, I would skip that on Netflix. Yeah, I might skip it today. As a kid, I was all about hearing about everybody. Like I know who Ariel is. I want to hear about her. Yeah, I want to. I want to see Thunder like swing that sword and fucking shit up, man. You know, as exposition in theme songs go, that was top notch. It was. It really was. It, I don't know what the other one we're facing, though. It's this literally. Yeah. It's, I know there are some clunkers in this tournament, but there's also some really strong performers. So it really matters the matchup. I don't think Thundar is going all the way is what I'm trying to say. But what I would say is I don't know about this week. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim. Oh, shit. Oh, Jim. 
That oh, music boy. is contagious. That's, uh, sorry, Thundar. I have a feeling I know yeah. exactly where we're going here. <laughs> yeah, um, it was taking every fiber of my being not to sing along to that. And I'm, I think I did sing along at some parts. <laughs> I'm upset that I was brainwashed as a Midwesterner in this time period to think that Gem was not a show for me. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's the culture we grew up in. Is that Gem, Sailor Moon? Uh, there were a whole bunch of shows that just My Little Pony. That's fine. That's not for me. But the other two, uh, my point is, I was raised uh, in a world that told me boys don't like this. I mean, and, by the no. way, Sailor Moon, real solid song. Oh gosh, I hope it's in this tournament somewhere. We'll find out. I think it might but, be a, too a, a, a late a late ski. Here's hoping. At, Chan, if it's not added in. My point is, <laughs> Gem stomps balls. Uh, this particular yeah. song is incredible. It's how are you going to beat Gem in a song contest? I would say Gem should have been maybe a consideration for a number one seed. It's it's tight. <laughs> it's compact. You get the villains in there appropriately. I Look, my vote is 100% to Gem. Um, and I think Gem's going to be real hard to beat in this bracket. Yeah, I think, I mean, Gem featured uh like original songs in every episode every and episode. was a show about two different bands uh so the gem should be should be one of the front runners in this whole thing uh because they had actual songwriters working on these songs uh and that's why like it yeah originally um there were no music uh uh show, music cartoons in the lineup. So I had to actually add them in. I also, uh, uh, Alvin and the chipmunks is also in here later on. So sure, like, yeah. uh, totally. like obviously you got to have like the music shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why would you not for, for me personally? It's when the misfits drop in, in the middle talking about their bitter songs. Yeah. That's what I'm like. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, it is, I mean, Jen, it. we've talked about this before. Their songs are better. It's not that their songs are bitter. Yeah, I know you want to believe that we've had this <laughs> no. conversation before. No, no, no. It's it's bitter. It's definitely bitter. <laughs> when they started singing that, I literally said, I bet Chan's going to say their songs are bitter. And I was <laughs> not disappointed. I don't understand what what's the confusion here. All of my music is bitter. And this just fits right in. I mean, here's the deal. You're not wrong. Um, uh, uh, so my votes for Gem. Uh, Gina? Yeah, hardcore Gem. Chan? Uh, I do like Thunder a lot, but like gem takes this gem crushes yeah. this yeah i this isn't, this isn't pirates of of dark water stomping but this was this was pretty close and i like the thunder as well look i'm I'm not trying to drag thunder thunder that thunder theme is fantastic and i and i rock to it but dude gem is outrageous truly outrageous and i'm on board for it uh also and uh we stumbled on this accidentally but i'm gonna keep it uh i'm, I'm gonna tell you which uh, song was suggested by a patron and it was gem gray code is the person who suggested gem great call great call uh yeah uh it's i think it might go far we'll see and that's theme song throwdown what an exciting thing that i completely remember because we totally just did it in this moment definitely definitely did it We're in this fire. moment thank you
Thank you very much. Uh, okay, guys. And so uh, you can check us out on all the socials. You can check us out at facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. You can check us out at patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Did you know that for $5 a month, you can get access to our super secret vault that has over what almost 500 episodes now all the gi joes that you can get off the feed but also all the know your joe episodes and all of the side episodes out from like a few months ago we will have all of the above in there for you and again five dollars a month guys i mean and, and for a little bit more you could even suggest what shows we're doing that episode of wacky races that we just did last week was a direct result of somebody suggesting it on the patreon account huh? yeah and if you go in there right now you might even find episodes that are completely unedited. So I have like the extra <laughs> 10 no! minutes of us talking okay, listen. before listen. we actually start. That may, be, that may be a thing that happened. Don't uh, <clears throat> listen. Chan may have sent me some files and said, hey, these aren't in the vault. Please put them in the vault. And I said, great. Thinking they were original completed episodes and finding out afterwards that, in fact, they were just raw footage that uh, Chan <laughs> just sent me because, uh, of course, I didn't you know, listen to them. Yeah, if you want to find out, if you want to listen to us scheduling, hey man, I'm going camping next weekend, so I can't, oh yeah, well, uh, there's a birthday party, so we're probably going <laughs> to, <laughs> uh, okay, there is listen. also, however, there is uh, one thing, it'll probably be gone, but you never know, if you should, you should go looking for it, um, before uh, um, uh, many of these podcasts start, uh, Ray will like wind up to do his hey everybody. And then one or more of us will jump in to fuck him up. <laughs> and sometimes it can go on for a very long time. And it's very funny to us. Uh, Not to me per se. <laughs> <laughs> but just to hear me and Gina giggling as we're like, oh, by the way, don't forget. It's uh, yeah, it's maddening. It's maddening is what it is. And how you, dare you? You all wish you could hear the, the 10 minutes that happens before we go live. Ten minutes today. It was like an hour and a half. <laughs> to be fair, I did have to sing that entire uh, 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 Alice in Chains song. So you know, you did, you did, and nobody can fault you for it. So, anyways, uh, let's give you some links right there. So you already said Facebook and uh, all that. You can hit us up on Twitter at GI Joe Podcast. Uh, at Professor Pentor, still a thing. He wants you to go back to school and uh, not wear a mask. It turns out, unfortunately, Destro passed away. Uh, at a maskless rally, but uh, President Serpentor can't figure out where he might have caught the disease from. So, who knows? Who knows indeed? Real world events. It's a thing. <laughs> okay, so you can also hit us up individually on Twitter. I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. What Are you? Did- were you taking what off your happened? pants, Gina? What's going no, on here? No, one of the the my like little camera just fired up, and one of the cats went to investigate and was tapping it, and it was a very disturbing series of Beach. of events. <laughs> yeah, get that ring installed, Gina. Get that ring installed. <laughs> <laughs> good night, everybody. It might be a bug. I but I already said good night, so. But Doc. Keep a grip and let the hold on tight.
Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. Or, I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world, working actors, comedians, writers, stunt people. You get it. And we do it all over breakfast, or should I say, Breakfast. Every week is a new episode of Breakfast, and here's what you get inside Hollywood info like, how cool is it to act with Ed O'Neill? Spoiler alert, it's really cool. And what the heck is a gaffer? You get great breakfast wrecks and foodie debates like when should you go hash browns and when do you go home fries? I know the answer to that. Trust me, my pancake posse, my bacon brigade. Listen up, because breakfast is the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Breakfast with Brent Pope. Available at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Breakfast.